0: Trust the experts. We're all in this together. If it saves one life. Raise your hand if you've heard any of those tiresome phrases over the past year and a half. I know my hand is currently raised. Millions of people across dozens of industries were labeled Unessential and forced to lock down with livelihoods and futures crushed in an instant. And as government has continued to expand its power and leverage fear to turn neighbor against neighbor, a group of filmmakers have taken a stand and are determined to help set the record straight on the importance of following the actual science of the pandemic. Follow the Science on Lockdowns and Liberty from the Sound Mind Trader Group is a brand new docu-series highlighting the stories of those negatively impacted over the past year and a half by ineffective government policies Enacted in the name of following the science. With noted experts like Nick Hudson from Panda, the Pandemic Data and Analytics Organization, healthcare policy advisors like Scott Atlas, and telling the stories of business owners, families, and just your average everyday person harmed by these government mandates, follow the science on lockdowns and liberty is giving us a chance to make sure the true stories of the pandemic are told. So please help us at the Brian Eagle Show in supporting the Sound Mind Creative Group. With noted figures in the liberty movement like Dr. Tom Woods donating thousands of their own dollars to this project you know just how important this project is so head to briannickelshow.com forward slash follow the science to donate and catch their brand new trailer to the docuseries one more time that's com forward slash follow the science we can become great at doing the the things that we do well, the things that are, we focus on. Like I'm, I think our audience is great at selling liberty. I think we have yeah. been amazing at doing that. Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C-level executives to help them future-proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to the Liberty Movement start to ask questions that piques interest and get him to feel like, okay, this guy's actually got something that maybe can help me out. And then in your asking of questions and trying to uncover the real problems, build that natural trust. I know I went in the monologue there, man. <laughs> Instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics, showing you how to ask better questions, tell better stories, and ultimately change people's minds. And now, your host, Brian Nichols. Happy Monday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Yeah, for you, YouTube listener, you're like, his studio changed? Yeah, we whole story. We'll dig into that in a second. But yes, I am your humble host, Brian Nichols, and thank you for joining us on today's fun-filled episode of The Brian Nichols Show. And of course, either Monday or or every Monday, that is, we either do a sales episode or a marketing episode. Last week, we heard from the professor himself, Chris Goizetta, this week. Returning to the program, the one and only Jeremy Todd, sales extraordinaire. Welcome back to the program, my friend.
1: Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me back. Uh,
0: How are you, friend? Uh, Well, I was teasing in the intro there. Yeah, I have a little bit of a a new, air quotes, studio. Had a little bit of issue. You know that whole Hurricane Ida thing that went through? Lots of rain here in the Northeast. Yeah, my house was one of the places that got hit. And apparently, we found a leak that ended up going in from the roof slash where uh, another addition meets the house. Long story short, the floor in my studio ended up getting nice and soggy. So uh, yeah, having, having hopefully somebody coming and looking at that soon and hopefully be back into the studio sooner rather than later. But, Hey, we're making it work and we have a makeshift studio right next door. That's right. Yeah. Hey, we're going to make sure we're always giving folks an awesome episode seven days a week, my man. And by the way, you've been killing it with your solo episode. You having fun with those, by the the way?
1: Yeah, uh, a lot more fun than I thought I would, honestly. Um, And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, kind of what that is going to evolve into with our new acquisition.
0: Yeah. So he's teasing it. And we've talked about this a little bit, but. We can officially announce, Jeremy, that you and I will be, along with our good friend Chris Goyzetta, taking over the uh, the realm uh, that is one cell liberty from our good friend Brent De Ryder. Now, uh, Brent ended up deciding to, to take a step away from politics. And, and honestly, mm-hmm. in the world that we're in right now, who can blame him? Um, but yep. he had built up a great entity that was called Cell Liberty. And really, the idea Mm -hmm. was to focus a lot on the things that we talk about every single day. And that is the ideas of building value, becoming the trusted advisor, solving problems, building solutions uh, versus trying to focus on winning arguments and really bring it to the one on one individual in the uh, the greater liberty world, showing you the tools and the steps that you can take and you can Mm -hmm. practice to become the best advocate and really the best salesperson for liberty. Now, this isn't the the used car salesman approach to liberty we've heard in the past. This is truly a solutions-based sales approach. And this is something that we've been talking about a lot here in the program as a way to really grow the movement. So now that mm-hmm. we've absorbed this entity, and I was thinking, who better to really help me with carrying on this mission that Brent had really started than, than Jeremy? And, and honestly, Jeremy, you've yep. been doing such a great job, not only with those sales solos or the one-on-ones, I've been hearing great feedback from those as well. Um, and this is something I think we're going to see, especially in the next you know two to five years, as we, we hit these different election milestones, that this is going to be an area more and more people are going to be saying, I need mm-hmm. help. And we need to be able to give yep. them the tools to say, hey, it's here for you if you want to take the help. But what are you looking forward to right now, Jeremy, in terms of being able to, to start this new venture at Sell Liberty?
1: Well, the, the the two two big things that I'm really looking forward to is getting out to uh, conventions, uh, to state parties, to county parties, to affiliates, and um, really providing some of the training that Brent uh, himself did uh, and, and created. So if you are involved in a state or local uh, affiliate and you'd like some uh, training, uh, contact myself or Brian um, and we can arrange a way for us to come out to an event or a meeting uh, of uh, of your affiliate and provide you with uh, these concepts, this training, and um, yeah, so that that's the first thing. I that is being on platform is the most exciting thing to me um, when uh, teaching uh, people these ideas and concepts of training and really going through it. Um, the second thing is uh, with the the biweekly episode of Sell Liberty, I am very, very excited to bring on a lot of people from outside of politics and uh, people that have been very influential in my sales growth, teaching, and development and getting to have conversations with them about what it is that, uh, what's their favorite topic, what are they especially skilled in, and we might get into politics, but we might not. And right, ultimately, that is the uh, the the skill set development uh, that I'm excited to bring uh, to to our audience.
0: Liberty is a means to an end, and I think we yes. have to go back to remembering that it's not the only thing. It is a means to help us accomplish, and this is the the Larry Sharp approach: our ultimate personal happiness. Now, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're recording here on Sunday, tomorrow, Monday. I'm we're going be, to be recording with one of my favorite sales legends and that is one oh, victor oh, yes. antonio so excited um and Very you know what exciting. i just found out by happenstance and listening to his shows is that he's a rabid capitalist who is mm-hmm. a big fan of ayn rand and i just i, I kind of sat there and i'm like there is an entire market of people that overtly are avoiding talking about this stuff every single day and they're actually building solutions out in the private sector But they can help us and they're the allies that we need to be building bridges with to bring their solutions into the political world, not to help bring it to the public sector, but rather to show that the solutions that those folks who are trying to leverage the public sector to accomplish, that they can be solved in that private sector solution. And to have people like Victor who have shown not only is it possible, but you can build a heck of a career doing it. That mm-hmm. is the, the thing that we're missing. And it's why we, yep. we have to be able to uh, not only effectively communicate, but to know who we're talking to. So let's start off, Jeremy, because we and we, what we, a segue, we, right? Yeah. What a right? segue. Because you you talked about this when you sent over the notes. And I, I was like, why why do we do this? Right. And yeah. at the end of the day, it is we end up talking to people who agree with us and who are already talking about the things that we agree on great Mm -hmm. but what is that accomplishing is that growing our our actual size of the the conversation or rather is it just reaffirming the people who already agree with us but rather Jeremy to your point that you said beforehand let's start focusing people who actually have the problems that we can start to solve
1: yeah yeah totally and and that's what is really cool about these skills and like what you're talking about is it's going to give us opportunities to get in front of people who don't talk about Libertarian politics all day, uh, and it gives us new audiences. And one of my favorite ways to introduce these ideas and is to get in front of people, provide value to them, and then the old, hey, by the way, and then bring up what it is I really want to talk about. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, let's dive into prospecting a little bit. Now, I know this is your, uh, expert arena, being the leader of a, a business development team. Um, so what would you say are some of the big keys in finding the right person to sit in front of?
0: So at the end of the day, we have to know how does the decision get made? Um, okay. I almost like to reverse engineer in terms of saying my goal is to help get this person to to you know end up se- or me selling my solution to them is to help them buy a solution, right? Mm-hmm. So to go through and figure out Number one, how does this person's role fit into the buying process? But number two, who else helps them in this process? And more importantly, the third part is who helped in this process in the past. So mm-hmm. in in your research and, and digging into your, your company and your prospects of who you're reaching out to, you should be able to figure out your general buyer persona. And that's usually the person okay. that you're going to be talking to. Uh, and in my world, so talking about my day job, that's going to be more of the the chief uh, information officers, you're, uh, for your more strategic visions long-term. Mm-hmm. If you're going more operational day-to-day, your IT directors. So mm-hmm. being able to know who that person is, but then what are the likely, number one, the, the goals that they have, but number two, and this is going to be the, the thing that we really should focus on when you're calling it, especially you're trying to, to peak interest in the initial cold call outreach or, or email outreach, whatever it may be is what are the the problems that they likely have to accomplish or rather solve in their day-to-day or the strategic goals that they're setting forth? They're going to solve problems from a a company-wide standpoint because they're working with other Mm -hmm. other C-level executives if they're in the C-level. So in that world, how can we help them do that and help them obtain their ultimate goal? And that is security, that idea that I have done my job and I am safe, right? Mm -hmm. So, if going back to how can you make sure you're talking to the right person is in the questions you're asking, if you can ask more of those long-term strategic goals to a C-level executive and you're getting this long-term strategic uh, vision answers, then you're, you're on the right path in terms of who you're talking to. But if a person you're talking to has no concept, no idea in terms of, well, you know, I don't know in terms of when this could actually get implemented, but it would be a nice to have, you can tell that they're more of a day-to-day kind of person and that's Okay. Mm -hmm. But what's important is if it's a larger entity where you have a lot of key, uh, key decision makers who have you know, their opinions that are, are very influential in this process, it's important to have a dialogue with all of them and try to figure out what are those key operational day-to-day moving pieces that need to get answered that will help address that long-term strategic vision. Because if you can almost become the person who's echoing back the the, the wants of those day-to-day people to those C-level strategic vision people, then you're you're... You're almost doing two jobs at once. You're helping right. solve the problem, but you're also helping be an advocate to get them to their better their better future, right? And you're, you're helping mm-hmm. those those people along the way in that day-to-day world because at the end of the day, those are the people who are actually going to be using the solution in my world. If, if a right. cybersecurity attack happens, yes, the C-level executive is the one who has to strategically be able to move, maneuver through that entire situation. But in terms of actually dealing with the, the attack, and the immediate fallout of that attack, it's it's that day to day person. It's the network admin. Yeah. It's the security admin. It's the it's the IT director. It's whoever had that you know Im- immediate initial triage that did not they didn't do their job, and that's a sad reality that it could be avoided. But a lot of times they're left out of those conversations. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: to answer your question, Jeremy, across the board, it's to know number one your your customers by doing the research. I, I hear this a lot in my sales team. They'll always look for that magic bullet. You know, there's, there's gotta be a secret pill, right? Jeremy for that, that magic right. diet pill. We've right. always heard that it will just make you lose a million pounds overnight. That one pill that'll make you get a million sales overnight. It doesn't exist. You have to put in the mm-hmm. work and you have to <clears throat> truly go out of your way and figure out not just who your customers are, but what are the common problems they have and how are those problems yeah. stopping them from achieving their goals? And then dig into that persona who is the person you're talking to and not just mm-hmm. based on that you know who they look like as a cio and it director not just that buyer persona but going back right. to what we've talked about empathy who are they mm-hmm. as people what are those yep. driving motivating factors in that world if you can go in with those two uh, those two questions answered in terms of the company and the problem you're solving helping them reach their goals and then the you know, the person you're speaking to and not just their overall driving factors for their careers, but their overall security and goals for their, their life and, and how mm-hmm. you can help them a- obtain that and achieve that. Then you're doing better than what, 90% of the other people who are out there doing what? Smile and dial, right? Yeah. I, I see yeah. this too often. Sit down, do 150, 200 phone calls and smash your freaking head against the wall, hoping that you're going to get yep. two people to pick up. You can shoot your pitch once. And then what yep. you hope that they, they say yes to an appointment or you can yeah. work smarter, learn about the person you're talking to and make sure you're reaching them in a way that's easier for them to communicate, catch them at a good time, make sure you're not taking time from them and show them the value in what you can do to help solve their problem. So that's where I would start.
1: Yeah, I, and I think you, you say a lot of good things. And um, the the main takeaway for me is, again, what you had echoed earlier, you're the person you need to be targeting is not somebody who is necessarily uh, in your arena, who understands what you're selling, who is talking, but somebody who is currently dealing with a problem that you know, and you have confidence and conviction you can let, effectively solve their Let me give you a real-life example
0: because this yeah, is this is this this helps make it so it's like not just pie in the sky. I'm currently working right now for my day job um, on a, a very intensive uh, solution for – it's a contact center for a healthcare mm-hmm. company. And I, I spent a good deal of time sitting in their contact center learning the day-to-day of the person actually using the solution. Mm-hmm. I could go and talk to the CIO about the different disposition codes that his contact center reps are using and how that would integrate with you know their CRMs and stuff if they were to go forward and become an a, a actual registered appointment. But he, he it didn't really mean anything to him, right. right? But for me to be able to take away, okay, here's a problem that occurs if somebody calls their contact center and all the contact center reps are on hold where does that person go, right? That's Mm -hmm. something now I can start to articulate in a different way, even though he has no confines of what is going on in the actual call center. And then to flip it, do you think the call center person has any idea in terms of the actual text behind the scenes of what makes it work? No, but again, tell me what happens when something doesn't go right and what that does in terms of them stopping them from doing their job.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and the the main key is uh, keeping that focus on, Problem. So when you're figuring out, okay, who do I want to pitch liberty to, right? Um, I think I, I am an absolutist when it comes to liberty. I think it's good for everyone. I think everyone in the world is better with more liberty. Um, however, we, you know, kind of 80-20 rule. You want to spend your time with the 20% who are, you are going to be most effective in your pitch, when you do your prospecting. So who is that? It's somebody that currently is dealing with a problem that very simple liberty principles can solve. And very simple liberty principles, what I mean is reduce the authority of government, reduce their control over our lives, uh, increase freedom amongst uh, you know consenting people. And so what groups are currently dealing with that, uh, with encroachments on that? Those are the people who... Uh, we we have to target when it comes to this. Um, so you you mentioned a lot about uh, c level employees, and I understand in B two B you're you're selling to an, an entire boardroom when the final pitch kind of happens. Um, is that do you always start at sea level, or can you discuss a little bit about how maybe you sell the people on the ground and then sell up through them? Uh, and, and and a better question would be who in who in like uh, if we're pitching liberty, who is that sea level person in the real world who holds that kind of influence and what can we possibly equate that to? Oh, that's
0: a great question, Jeremy.
1: So <clears throat> when you're looking at the sea level I always aim high. Reason being mm-hmm.
0: is if I get that sea levels interest and here here's so I'll, I'll go back to I was referring to strategic vision versus your more operational day to day. So your strategic vision, people are. Five to 10 years, where do we see the company, right? Right. The, the day-to-day people are the more the people who make the things happen. So if I enter mm-hmm. into a cold call or a, a cold email, a LinkedIn message, whatever it may be, to a C-level executive, and I'm addressing a, a hot topic, a top-of-mind issue that is either A, a problem they have seen that is holding them mm-hmm. back from achieving that long-term vision, or it's going to be. That's something that they have right. on the agenda if it's something that they know they need to start looking into, but it's something that they just can't address right now, 100% of the time, more often than not, I will get bumped down a level. They'll say, Hey, listen, Mm -hmm. this is something we're going to be looking into. Go talk to Bill. He's the IT director. He's the one who actually handles this every single day. He's the one who's having the issues with the contracts. Go talk to him. I get benefit from that because Again, I can now figure Bill, out. Bill.
1: Bill now has to talk to you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Bill does have to talk to me, but I can figure out more of those day to day problems that Bill experiences. Yeah. And th- yeah. this is just the reality of of the sea levels is that they often are more so taking in their their filters of the problems that they hear from people, but they have to disseminate not only what is important and not important, but based on the context of what's what's been addressed as their top goals, right? Or mm-hmm. what are the top threats that they have to, to you know, go off and make sure that they're preventing against. So um, yeah, there is value in going out and, and talking to those lower uh, level folks. And then to almost kind of go back the other way, Jeremy, you can almost uh, crowdsource, if you will, your way into a company. I've, I've seen this happen. I myself haven't done it in a, a little bit because I myself haven't been directly doing right. sales for a hot sec. But one of the things I would do, and I'm looking at this one opportunity, it's funny how things work out. I lost this deal um, that I'm referring mm-hmm. to, this health healthcare uh, company that I'm working with for their call center. I lost this deal in 2018. I started working on this deal in 2017. And I maintained contact with the CIO for that entire time that we lost it. And we lost it entirely on price. And that hurt to hear because you should never lose on price. And I was very, you know, very humbled at right. that time being a, an up-and-coming kind of, you know, uh, brand-new sales guy. I felt pretty good getting to this massive account. It was going to be ballpark, you know, 25 MRR per uh, per month. So that's, you know, for mm-hmm. like the predictable revenue kind of approach, right? Um, and right. A, lot, <laughs> a lot of these companies run for their, their modeling, uh, for their revenue. But anyways, so the, the fact that I was able to Really work with him from a okay. Here's the deadlines. Here's the timelines of when things are going to come up. But then I could work with the the call center uh, manager. I and there's actually there's uh, one major supervisor. She had three under supervisors that we'd work with different shifts. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd work with them. You'd work with the IT guy in terms of uh, what he actually has to do from the day to day to make sure that it's integrating properly with the various systems they had or the various cloud based applications they had. I had to work with our network team to, uh, to make sure from a bandwidth perspective that what we were going to be bringing in as a solution would be able to be supported from their 17 locations. So there's all these things that I was making sure that we were taking care of, but I didn't have to require my prospect, the C-level, to do mm. it for me. So it, it made right. it a lot easier when we were going towards the end of the solution, going through and painting how we would make this work. Because now I had worked through all these different areas that were pertinent to the, the solution being successful. So um, I would say from the actual going through and building a solution, there's multiple different ways, but it would really depend on the size and scale of the companies you're talking to. In sure. some worlds, the, the C-level executive is the IT director, especially for your more, more small to medium right. businesses, right? Um, and if you apply this to the, to the Liberty world, I'd say, who are your C-levels? they're going to be those more large movers and shakers, I would say. Think of mm-hmm. the people okay. who people pay attention to. It could be your your political uh, podcaster. It could be your pastor at a church. It could be a business leader. It could be a real estate mogul. It could be a TV star. These are the people that other people take direction from, for better or for yes. worse, in the, wor- in the world of politics. So how do we influence The Influencers is a great book just came out, cannot recommend it enough, called Winfluence by Jason Falls. And the entire idea is to focus on not being an influencer where you're just getting the likes and you're getting people to talk about you. But how can you actually get people to say, I'm going to follow what this person says to get them to not just see the value in what I'm, I'm doing, but they themselves becoming almost that super fan by doing the mm-hmm. very thing I'm doing themselves and echoing it to more people. That's when, yep. to the, I think it was probably two months or so ago, you had said, Jeremy, what if every single libertarian just went out and got one other person to become a libertarian? The number of libertarians doubles overnight, instantly. Yep. I think if we were all to challenge everyone to do that this week, Like make that your goal for, for the week, Mm -hmm. go out and talk to five people, five Liberty people that are, they're Liberty curious. Okay. But they're not on board with libertarianism yet. Go talk to them and have the goal. What? 20% one out of five of those you think you can, you can get, if you were to shoot your shot, right. And again, (laughs) messaging matters. So make sure that you craft the right message, but one out of five people. And if we were able to get you to change, one person's mind per week. That's four people a month. All of a sudden, that's how many people a quarter? That's uh, 12 people a quarter. That That's mm-hmm. 24 people every six months. That's 48 people by the end of the year that you've yep. convinced to be a libertarian. Now, it's not by really convincing them, but it's really by just showing them And I, this is the ultimate way that you can make sure it wins is by just saying, does this make sense? And nine yep. times out of 10, Jeremy, If I'm in a solution that I've been going through, whether it's in my day job or if it's in this world of politics, if I can get the person to a level that I've built up enough rapport, I know who Mm -hmm. they are as a person, I understand the the moving uh, desires that they have, but who they are as individuals, that empathetic approach, and then also applying what the solution will be bringing to the table and solving the problems, it should just make sense. And if it does just make sense, then it's no longer you making me uncomfortable saying, okay, sign your name on the dotted line, right. but rather you're just helping them buy. You're just yep. helping them through a process, the process that they were already going to be going through, regardless yep. if you were there or not. Now you're just the guy there helping them throughout the process, telling them, hey, that dress does really look pretty on you, by the way, you should go mm-hmm. ahead and get that. And by the way, get the shoes as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, Oh, man, talking about those influencing the influencers, uh, that that played such a huge role when I go back to my first sales job, in um, in selling Cutco, in that uh, we only worked off of referrals. We we didn't cold call, we didn't go door to door. That was all kind of weird. Uh, it was all about finding that right person, and then being. Not interesting, but being interested in them. And one of the best tips I learned was rather than asking for referrals, ask to be introduced. Yes. And so in your entire uh, realm of people, uh, be normal, be likable, treat people like friends, and politics is on the side, right? And so then you get the opportunity to introduce uh, or be introduced, and that is incredibly valuable, because now you you kind of get to piggyback their influence uh, when it comes to those things. So who are some people, and, and these are just some ones that come to mind that, that could be influential. I think you listed some really good ones. But even more directly in our world, um, we haven't exactly embraced the Bitcoiners. I know there's a lot of uh, crypto people in the liberty movement, but there's a majority of crypto people Outside the liberty movement, and uh, they are short term investors, they are you know, kind of entrepreneurial spirited kind of people. That is that is a group of people who understands freedom because that's exactly what crypto does, it is a freedom type solution with privacy. So if you know, like when you got that friend who's way into crypto, but doesn't talk about politics, then they are ripe for the picking another one. And I'll go ahead and tell you, this is my attempt at influencing the influencers. I am trying to become better and better friends with, uh, Mark Snyder. I think, uh, the libertarians and the libertarian party should increase in, in, um, uh, include, become inclusive and uh, embrace, the nuclear industry. Uh, these are people who are very passionate about what they do. Uh, it's a solution that can help us push back on government tyranny when it comes to things like the Green New Deal, and it, it is ultimately a free market solution. It just happens to be the best one we've got right now, uh, and so I'm I continue to try and spend time and build relationships. Uh, with people like that. And because of that, we get to enter some of these political conversations sometimes. Yep. And the key when providing these political conversations is to remain consistent. They are paying attention. They do see your posts on social media. They do. They may engage. They may not. But when you remain consistent, what's funny about libertarianism is that we are consistently Correct. <laughs> um, a lot of people try and dunk on, like at the beginning of the pandemic, there are no libertarians in a pandemic. Rah, rah, rah. Here we are 18 months later, and everything we said would happen has come true. We are consistently right. It is an ideology based in facts and correctness. We don't, we, we, and that is what's powerful, Brian, about our product is that right now we may be the underdogs, but it has nothing to do with the ideology. The ideology is correct. The ideology wins. Our product is perfect. Um, We are imperfect messengers. And if we want to continue... And the other thing, what's really so important for me about um, prospecting, and you mentioned the idea of win one person over... There, we, we've discussed this earlier, but there is a tipping point on that curve where if enough people buy in and believe what you believe, the evidence itself is that more people believe this. And that that's one of the things that I get kind of fussy with the people who make fun of us for voting. I'm like, look, I don't think we're going to vote in the answer. I understand that. But if we can put up real numbers – and put up real evidence that people, there are others out there like us. We are not the crazy people on the fringe. We are gaining ground and making progress. Those numbers mean our influence increases. The word libertarian increases in influence. And so um, that's the power of getting more people on board. It's social proof. Social proof is so powerful not only in this, but in prospecting uh, because of the ability to gain referrals. Who are they going to let you into the circle of? And it's like it when Joe Rogan comes out and says, yeah, I voted for Joe Jorgensen. When Tim Pool is having libertarian after libertarian after libertarian on, th- those are social proof to those audiences that these people really have great ideas. And so the more we can do that, I think, is it, it makes selling easy when you have advocates for you, I had, uh, which oh my was God, the bottom Jerry, up idea.
0: I yeah. had four people, four people. That I really I haven't talked to since like high school. I think it was. No. And they're more squishy lefties. But they messaged me saying you you were just mentioned on Tim Pool because there was my tweet I had done about the lumber prices that went viral that mm-hmm. Rob Schneider retweeted that Tim yeah. Pool had brought. He mentioned it on his show and he pulled it up on screen and they're like i saw like i saw that that was you you were on tim pool and i was like yeah that was me isn't that cool yeah. and and like they they're like yeah that actually was cool and they started paying attention more to my posts and i see them now liking things on twitter and i'm like you weren't there before but now you're paying attention right? and there there is an idea it goes into the ideas of persuasion And this is you know rob Cialdini 101 right here you start to show Trends, if you can – so I forget this exact phrasing, but it's like uh, one data point is that, a data point. Two mm-hmm. is an occurrence, and then three is a trend. And if you get right. to the world of a trend and you're showing that things are happening, it instantly mm-hmm. shows that more people want to jump on board for the fear of missing out. They don't want to yep. miss out. So, of course, if everybody else is getting on board with this brand new thing – I want to check it out too. So yeah. let's show them that Liberty is <laughs> the brand new thing. It doesn't have to be. It's a, it's just a solution yeah. really as, as old as time, but it really is a solution that I think people are almost new to, which is mm-hmm. sad.
1: Yes, I guess.
0: <laughs> um, and a part of it, Jeremy is that we don't have to tell people until we're blue in the face that we're right. You said this earlier, and I want to make sure we say it again our ideas will always win in the battle place of ideas. We know this yes so instead of trying to go and just win in the battle place of ideas because we're just gonna be wasting our time doing that just go out and do it go build the mm-hmm. solutions and make those naysayers irrelevant make their yep. their you know their arguments just that arguments. I don't really care about people with bad arguments especially when they're not in positions of power right yep. I don't care. If, if you know a company is doing a terrible thing in terms of screwing me over by you know, upcharging me 90%, if there's a company right next door that can sell the same product at the market price, I'm going to go over there. If you remove yep. the monopoly on violence and you create a true free and open uh, system where we can go ahead and have our ideas actually win, right, because they're not yep. being – thumbed down by the, uh, the the authoritarian techno giants that of course will probably go ahead and, and nuke this episode at some point in the near future but <laughs> we we know we have to uphill battle like let's yeah. not make it harder on ourselves Correct. by doing the things and focusing on the things that don't yield results I'm sorry yeah. like it- <laughs> we see it all the time Jeremy right how many people can we instantly think of who spend all day on Twitter? Just saying, well, uh, what, what does it mean to be a libertarian to you? I'll tell you what it means to be to me. It's like yeah. nobody cares what it means to be a libertarian to you. What they care yeah. is to see, will your ideas actually, number one, mean something in real life? And number two, mm-hmm. help me in my real life. Yes yep. or no. And if it's a no, I'm gone. I'm out of the conversation. Oh, but no, here's why my ideas are right. They're gone. They're not paying attention yeah. to you anymore. It doesn't matter.
1: Yep. And, and beating your, and, and there's, there, we touched on this uh, two weeks ago Victor Vroom's theory of expectancy and motivation. Yep. When you set yourself up to lose constantly, you lose motivation yourself. So if I've got a product and I constantly am trying to call on people who don't need that product, who don't believe my product would help solve their problems. And I continually fail over and over and over again.
0: Or who actively hate your product. They will go out of your way and tell you to your face, I hate you. They're not (laughs) your target market. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: Stop trying to change their mind. Right? It is going to defeat you. It is going to waste your time. And you are going to look bad in front of everybody else. So the key to prospecting is who has a problem that you can solve. Don't try to – the way you defeat – our naysayers, because our product is correct. All right, so if I have the best product, the way that I defeat the naysayers is not by going into battle with them and defeating them. The way you defeat your naysayers is to make them irrelevant, make them the minority. Go out and win the hearts and minds to where your idea takes ground, theirs loses it, and they become irrelevant. Push them into irrelevancy. Make Jeremy, competition you're, irrelevant. You're
0: turning me into Jerry Seinfeld over here. Ah, Jeremy, you're the hundred <laughs> percent right. I can't blame you. No, seriously, dude. Like this is, this is the thing about why we're doing what we're doing. Let's yeah. just, okay, folks. Like breaking the fourth wall. We're talking to you. Jeremy and I could have ten more time, ten times. Yeah, ten. We have ten more followers. We get ten times more followers <laughs> if we did. The easy thing, which is mm-hmm. to go against the path of least resistance, do what we've always done just attack, 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 complain, 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 build your echo chamber, build that echo chamber up in terms of monetization. And then just mm-hmm. that, that's where you live. You live in your yep. little echo chamber hive mind, and that's yours forever. And then you, that becomes what people identify as libertarianism. Instead, right. what we're doing is we're doing the hard work and that is going out and talking to people who don't think like us already. That's Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Guess what? Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's going to suck. It's going to be awkward, but that's how you get better. I used to weigh 385 pounds. I couldn't run a quarter mile, let alone thinking of running a 5k. But if you start to put in the work, And you put in the quarter mile, then the half mile, then the mile. All of a sudden, you start to add up week after week, month after month, all the repetitions that you have done, and it makes you better. It makes you stronger. So when you actually get to running that 5K, which I did two years after dropping 180 pounds, I was able to actually do it. But that's the thing, is that if I had just got off the couch and said, I'm going to run a 5K today. I would have fallen on my fat ass probably in the first five steps (laughs) because I wouldn't have been able to do it. And I would have been defeated had I tried to do it. So you have to make sure that you're being realistic in your goals, in the context of where you are and the context of where you want to be, but also you have to put in the work. It's never going to just be happening overnight. There is no silver bullet. There is no, you know, magic pill. You have to go in, put in the blood, sweat and tears. I mean, I know you're not a a big NFL fan, but one of my favorite NFL players of all time is the NFL. I just don't
1: root for a team.
0: Well, okay, (laughs) fair. Yeah. So Jason Whitney is one of my all time favorites. Tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. And he retired a few years back. But when he did, um, there was there was a show on on, uh, is all or nothing on Amazon TV. And Mm -hmm. uh, one of the last uh, bits he was supposed to retire that season Technically did and then came back and played for the Raiders, but that's we're just gonna pretend that didn't happen. Um we're but there, that yeah, last year, yeah, that last year of the Cowboys, man. And um he said this one thing where you know it's it it's in the dirt. It's it's where all on the field, you know, it doesn't matter what your 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 draft status was, doesn't matter how much you're paid. If you want to earn the the right to be a Super Bowl champion in the NFL, you earn it mm-hmm. by going out in the practices. By spending all the time out there doing the drills and doing, you know, the think of all the the hot summer training camps, Jeremy, that you had to go through back when you played. Like, it's just it's a nightmare to think of all the things you put forward. And mm-hmm. if, if you just look to say, like, oh, I'll never get that, though. Back to your point. Right. If we're not in this winning mentality of like it's never possible, but also to say not only is it possible, but how did other people get there? It's not by just sheer luck. Some cases it is. In some cases, it's they got there and then they've created unfair <laughs> systems on us. But excuses right. don't win, right? Like we need to go ahead right. and just, we have to win. We have to go ahead. Yes. Don't say, you know, let us talk. We'll, we'll start talking about us. Together, we're going to start talking about us. They already are talking about us, Jeremy. So, uh, with that being said, my friend, we are unfortunately already hard pressed for time. Yeah. So, Let's That's do this right. as we, um, we wrap a up. I want to housekeeping in terms of what to expect, folks. So, yes, we will be introducing very uh, soon as we get this mapped out here. Um, Jeremy will be doing a brand new show on the network, and it will be all focused on sell liberty. So uh, to the point, Jeremy will be doing more of what he's been doing with these one on one sales. But yes, having conversations with some of these noted uh, liberty movers and shakers, particularly in the selling liberty world. Uh, and also, of course, we will continue our conversations with Chris Goizetta doing his marketing extraordinaire self stuff. Um, and otherwise, we uh, we've been having our awesome conversations we just had here back on Saturday with our past guests. Kimberly Ross was our most recent uh, guest. We have Remzo Martinez returning to the program coming up here uh, this coming Saturday. So, yes, it's great to hear from our past uh, past guests and also our throwback episodes. It's been great to have uh, you know some of these past voices, um, you know, even people who are no longer with us you know this is one of the things about why i love that we're able to do this because people like the late great steve horowitz um i had Mm -hmm. him on the show in 2018 um just recently passed away from cancer uh and to be able to have that conversation we had safe for posterity's sake and is truly one of those great educate enlighten informed episodes like it was one of those ones i still will will share to a a friend if they have a question about why does the minimum wage not work check out this episode Mm -hmm. with dr steve Horowitz, professor of economics um so right. yeah it, it's great to have these conversations and that's what we'll be having as we move forward yes still seven days a week but jeremy let's do this let's go ahead and give you um the, the final thoughts here for the audience what do you want them to take away from today's i would say you kind of took the role of host a little bit today i like that yeah, i like being bit. able to answer some of these questions so what, what do you want yeah. to folks with the uh with, with thoughts of the audience today
1: uh be comfortable getting uncomfortable Speak to people. Prospect. Um, Be smart about who you target in that conversation. Uh, Don't waste your time with people who you don't solve their problems um, or actively hate you. That will force you to lose motivation and look bad in public. Um, Instead, focus your energy on people. And then I think our last point, uh, which was just a great rant by you, uh, is that no one is born an NFL player. No one is born a surgeon. No one is born... A salesperson. Uh, These are skills uh, that if you learn will make you more effective at virtually everything that you do um, because they they make you a better father, mother, sister, brother, friend. Um, Persuasion is a powerful thing um, that is useful for everybody. And while we may be on the front lines, you even having one or two conversations can make a huge difference in the future uh, for us and uh and our our future generations so yeah jeremy Tom summary. always
0: like it. as always my friend it's it's great having you on the program on the network you bring a, a treasure trove of not only information and knowledge but just a great way to communicate it and right now as we wrap up here um this is this is how we will get better as a, as a movement mm-hmm. this is how we are getting better you know spikes going around Talking to, to different chapters, you know, what we're doing here in the program, what Brent was doing and, and handing us the keys for sell liberty. We saw a change happen. And, you know, it's funny um, how things mm-hmm. happen. You know, I'm going through uh, my my office here as we were ripping it apart mm-hmm. before uh, we have to have people come in to fix it up. And yeah. um, I, I found one of my old is like an old folder. I had a a little thank you note and I sent this out back when I started my show in 2018 I did a bumper sticker se- uh you know it was a, like a fundraiser for the program to help invest in getting like a right. new mic and such and it I had a little letter that I would send with these these bumper stickers and in my letter I had sent one of the the paragraphs said it's very tough help uh, effectively selling and marketing liberty and I hope that this helps and mm. it, it hit me for a second I was like I was four five almost 5 years now removed from where I am today and what we're mm-hmm. doing in the show. I had no vision that this was going to be the way that the show took in terms of a, a approach to selling and marketing right. liberty effectively. But to think that I almost kind of did in in the in my saying, here's a problem. It's tough. It's tough marketing and selling liberty. And in my saying that in my letter, not even realizing it and reading this now, fast forward as we get to 2021, I'm like, huh, this is the number one issue <laughs> that we have been facing. Yep. And and whether we say it out loud or not, we kind of all acknowledge it. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. That's why we're, we're winning. And that's why we're going to that. <laughs> let's be real. That's why we're scaring so many of the other establishment folks, because they're seeing what we're doing. Winning. They're seeing when Michael Malice has a reply on a tweet that his tweet is getting more traction than the, the original than blue checks. Yeah. Right there that that's that maybe it doesn't mean it like Twitter is not real life, but it definitely is, right. is giving them an insight that it's not the, the world where everybody believes me exactly as it's supposed to be because I'm the exactly. one in universal truth. Brian Stelter is no longer the truth. <laughs> Right? right. It's no longer the Walter Concrites or the Dan Rathers of the world. Now there's people like us who know how to effectively communicate and sell to people. And we have the, the means and the tools to utilize that insight and help other people do it as well. So we yep. say all that, folks, if you want to learn more how to do this effectively and really have a deep dive one on one with either yours, uh, yours truly or Jeremy, head to our Patreon, uh, com uh, forward slash support. You can go ahead and uh, get one on one coaching with yours truly uh we have i think it's only like six or so left per month coming up here uh, mm-hmm. for either quarterly or monthly so uh head over there if you guys are interested um this is how you if you're running for office if you're you know helping grow an affiliate or even if you're just a business owner and you're looking to, to get yep. more effective in communicating and selling your services your solutions to your customers that's where we can help so brianigle com forward slash support but otherwise folks thank you for joining us on the episode. Coming up tomorrow, you have Jeremy Todd. He's going to be doing a quick solo short on sales. Jeremy, what's the topic tomorrow, do you think?
1: A phenomenal question. I don't know yet. Uh, I usually, uh, these come to me in a moment of, uh, you, you you know, it's kind of a shower thought for me, even though it's not in the shower. Well, you know, it, they pop into that, me. Yeah, that's
0: even better, folks, because if you want to make sure that you don't miss what Jeremy's Shower so Thought strong. episode will be. Here's a Yeah. Shameless plug. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you're not missing a yeah. single time our brand new episode goes live. But with that being said, Jeremy, where can folks go ahead and follow you if they want to go ahead and continue the conversation?
1: yeah at j Todd six oh one on twitter and j 4 lnccom lnc dot com uh is where you can find uh my campaign for running for libertarian national committee
0: there we go and and folks if you want uh by the way if you want to go ahead and uh, do me a favor head over to uh our amazing uh amazing team of the guys over at the Sound mind creative group they are building yes. an amazing docu series please if you can go, we're at a fundraising push right now. November 1st is our deadline and our goal is 300K. I need your help. Uh, we as a greater liberty movement have to go out of our way and help make sure that we do whatever we can to get this docu-series made. We've had folks like Tom Woods invest. I think he did like 10K or something like that. Like it, there are folks out there who are doing the part and they're helping lead by example, but we need more folks. Um, if so, yes. if you are a business owner If you are a sales professional, if you are a unessential worker, right, and you were impacted by the COVID-19 lockdowns, if you were a healthcare worker, you know, go down the list of people who've been negatively impacted and you want to make sure that the actual stories of the people who've been hurt by this lockdown and government uh, authoritarian mandates have been in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, please head over to BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash sponsors. Go to Follow the Science. Go to their fundraiser page and make a donation and when you're there click on their awesome brand new uh trailer that they have for their the docu-series it's it's so great um and i cannot again support these guys enough sound mind creative group follow the science on lockdowns and liberty but that's all we have for you folks so with that being said thank you for joining us on our amazing sales uh episode with jeremy todd so that being said it's brian nichols signing off here on the brian nichols show we'll see you tomorrow Thanks for listening to the Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at BrianNicholsShow.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. Want to help us reach more people? Give the show a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Find us at BrianNichols Show.com and download the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on social media at b Nichols Liberty and consider donating to the show at BrianNichols Show.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Laura Stanley, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.